What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Strange Happenings. Bub, how are you? I'm great. Awesome, awesome. We got a great show for you guys. I'm Mikey, as always, the bro host, Bub Branley. Hello. Uh, today we have Stoner hitting all the wizardly magical buttons. And it uh, seems as of lately, the sidekick, the bro, Matt Disbro, back there uh, making everything sound amazing for He's us. He's dialing it in. So we are super appreciative of those guys. Um, you know, we want to, you know, thank everybody. We got some flutzes in the chat. What's up, hey. man? Hey. Um, What's <clears throat> happening? This episode, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk a whole lot about um, East Palestine. Uh, Towards the end of the UAP special we did last week, we touched on it a little bit, um, but it was definitely UAP-focused. So we have a little update on East Palestine and uh, some uh, updates with the UFO, uh, UAP sightings, and and um, uh, UAPs being shot down uh, last week. Uh, but we got a great show for you guys, and uh, as always, we want to shout out new YouTube subscribers, new followers yeah. on Instagram, yeah, um, and then all there. the folks listening, um, and all the people subscribing, liking, sharing, everything that we're doing here. We appreciate the heck out of all of you. Uh, thank you guys so much. And, yeah, um, you know, we do have some ratings that have popped up. We've been ratings. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. On the audio side of things, we've we've got some people that have rated us and you getting some chatter. We, we have asked and now we have received. So you thank go. you guys all uh for you know uh continue to hit that five stars for us. Um uh, but we've got a great show today. Is there anything else that I missed, Bob? Uh if you want shout outs, I mean I've got shout outs. Yeah. I can give you some names. So we got Let's Adam do it. Adam Brandamill, Cutlass, like the car, Cryptic Crystal. Falcon, Donkey Punch, yes, Kathy Hossel, Aaron Driver, and uh, that's the newest ones. Oh, yeah, Enigma Seeker <clears throat> jumped on there today. Uh, met him on uh, Twitter in some spaces with another character, Third Eye Seeks, which uh, when I say character, I mean that because he reminds me of like a real-life Indiana Jones. So, right. Um, if you're on Twitter, check him out. Um, check out Enigma Seeker as well. Um, you can probably just follow The Strange Road as well if you want because I follow all of them, so they're all kind of in the channel. Um, but as far as analytics, I got like the top eight countries. Yeah. U.S., United Kingdom, yep. New Zealand, Australia, Canada, Japan, Germany, and Singapore. Awesome. And if we dive into the U.S. and we do the same, Ohio, California, Texas, New York, Washington, no R, Virginia, Florida, and Pennsylvania. Strong states. Those are some, some strong... People representing the strange road. There's some, I'm excited about that. There's some wild numbers going on. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's cool. Um, you know what? I can uh, mention new Facebook group. Hey, there you go. Members. Yeah, as well. Uh, Fire in the hole. Jared, Andy. Uh, we have um, my sis Cindy. Uh, we have Vicky Boy, Kevin, Christy, uh, Michelle Hickman, long lost cousin, by the way. Um, one of my uh, biological family members that I had found, she reached out after the uh, Amel, uh, the Lovia episode. Gotcha. And uh, was uh, affected by that episode, as I think a lot of us were, and and uh, had reached out. And we kind of chatted a little bit, and we didn't realize that each other, uh, we were into similar things. So um, really cool to have that connection. Uh, we got Neil Stoner, that'd be a.k.a. Papa Stoner, of course. Um, and yeah, so we thank any, anybody that's hopping in the Facebook group. Uh, you oh, guys yeah. are all appreciated. Uh, well, Bub, you want to start kicking this thing off? 
Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, I can start in. off with the um, we're just some updates. Dive in. Talking about uh, East Palestine and the train de- derailment and some of the tomfoolery unplaying uh, unfolding as Ugh. we speak. Uh, you know, this disaster, we're not too far from it, but, you know, it really does seem like some of the media, um, you're not hearing a whole lot about it on mainstream right. media. A lot of it's, you know, Twitter's blowing up, Reddit, um, you have people, you know, in Substacks, uh, you know, writing and, and talking about this online. Um, so things are kind of coming out a little bit slowly, it seems. And and Biden, some people were upset because he took a trip to Ukraine on President's Day. A lot of people think that he should have went to East Palestine. You're going to have that. That trip was probably planned for a while. Yeah, who knows? Um, But he still has not uh, made a trip to East Palestine, from what I understand. Uh, East Palestine, sorry. Um, And then, you know, you have uh, some updates with, you know, the videos of the water and some of the chemicals that people are taking a stick and just, you know, moving around the still oh, the yeah, bottom yeah. Of the creek beds and just you see the chemicals just coming out. Writing. Uh, so a lot of things rolling out with, uh, you know, townspeople, people that live in the surrounding counties. Uh, we did have a journalist last week that was arrested uh, by the Ohio State Highway, Highway Patrol. Pretty wild. Uh, Governor DeWine says that he did not order anyone to be arrested. Is that or, the guy that got arrested for just walking on the road type deal that I keep seeing on Twitter? Well, they... They said he thought they thought he was breaking into things or breaking yeah. into houses or cars or... Right. They, they framed it that way. So a lot of people Somehow. have kind of come out and, and that he's going to go to court, you know, whether or not he gets anything from it. But yeah. they have appointed a judge for that case. And uh, so I have a feeling those charges will obviously be dropped. It's not a good look for. Um, but it know, still impedes his ability to do his write a journalistic story. duty. Yeah. That's the whole thing about it. Like, it's a dick move either way. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I don't know. Yep, absolutely agree. <clears throat> it always makes me think of the whole thing, you know, we tell children, like, tell the truth. Like, honesty right. is the best policy. And I always right. joke, like, when you get older, you're like, give me a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I have money. I'm going to pay my way right. out of this. Right. It's That's all it is. It's a paid argument as an adult in a court system, which, right. granted, we need it for certain things. But what I'm saying is when it's abused, like, again, you try to instill that whole moralistic aspect into kids. And then when you get older, you just see it like you rode in front of you. You're like. What's what? 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 Yeah. Is that just to like make people schmucks that don't understand that the game is rigged that way in a certain sense? Yeah. Like money talks, baby. Yeah. Speaking of money, money talks. um, A couple people have posted and and talked about, you know, a good point was made that a lot of people were upset with Biden, Governor DeWine, and Buttigieg, and and what FEMA's doing or not doing, and all these things. Um, And it feels like that's a bit of a scape. Although they do have. There has to be something moving forward from on the political side. Uh, you know, J.D. Vance has been down there from Ohio, right. um, you know, doing a lot of videos and so forth. But really, it's kind of taken the focus off of Norfolk Southern in a lot of ways. How, and how their you, culpability of what do you mean? The taking way the they, focus off what the, the focus on all the political banter going back and forth. All of the Joe Biden should have went. You think to nobody's focusing on the train itself? The company. Well, the Norfolk Southern. That's the company that owns the train or owns the train tracks or the company that the 
the all these chemicals were being carried by is Norfolk Southern. That's the train company. Yes. Okay. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Are they the ones shipping the chemicals? Yes. Are they the company that owns the trains? It, yes. All so of they have to. Okay. So yep. they should be keeping up on the maintenance of the trains or the train tracks or. Uh, yeah. You know so what I mean. You, you can you see the by picture. the videos the sparks underneath the train. They have uh, cameras that are capturing um, all those sparks and so forth. Right. Um, and you know, and then the, you get some kind of explosion. Wow. Born Not Friends said they turned off their water inlets to be safe. I get enough water <clears throat> bottles for a week because they're on the Ohio River. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah, wow. that's the other... A week's not going to cut it. It's the other crazy part. It's fine. Yeah. Go ahead. Everything's well, fine there. Speaking of that, they said the EPA has stepped in and, and has claimed that the air is safe, the water is safe, everybody wow. can move back. Wow. Um, you know, there's... You know, everything's... Hey, let's go back to normal here. Um so, you know, you talk about... It's like a modern-day Milgram's experiment. You know, as long as the authority tells you it's okay, keep shocking the patient that you hear screaming in the booth because, you know, you have the authority telling you it's okay. Like, I think people are kind of, like, starting to go, I don't think I believe you anymore. Right. You know what I mean? In a, in a lot of senses, it's, it's... Fool me once, shame on me. Yeah. I think people are tired of getting fooled. Yeah, and you know, again, any situation you follow the money. Mm -hmm. So Norfolk Southern, the company, uh, the train company, like I said, isn't getting a ton of focus and, and media attention for, uh, you know, what role they played. Uh, you know, are they culpable? There's already a lot of class action lawsuits that are already being formed with right. townspeople. Should um, be. You know, there's chickens and and there's a fox farm where I, all I even, all I, the foxes are. I sick. can't even watch it. And not that I don't believe it. It just the, it breaks my heart. The water. Can't watch it. Uh, the water tables and, and those runs and creeks are just like, you know, like he said. There have to be pets also. Mm. Not I mean, not that the foxes yeah. and chick chickens dying, I mean, I mean, fish dying sure in people's the... people's animals or dogs and cats yeah. are also they're either getting hit. not going outside or they're getting sick. Yep. And possibly people. So, Haven't you know, heard a lot about that. How many, who's re really responsible? I mean, you're not hearing about a lot of things on, you know, mainstream media because... I'd seen a post where someone had pointed out the top 10, uh, the, the shareholders, the top 10 shareholders of Norfolk Southern are I, yeah. the top 10 shareholders in the largest media conglomerates as well. Right. So, you know, you have a lot of big, big hedge fund interests that are involved with, uh, you know, owning massive shares in Norfolk Southern and, uh, you know, not a good look for their stock price. At this point, um, Stoner pointed out to me that there's actually 1,700 train derailments wild. a year in America. And so, well, why do why do we not hear about this? You know, the, these these companies are they have a, a, a bottom line uh, profit margins to protect for sure. And you're just not going to hear about this kind of stuff until boom, a giant catastrophe like this happens then it's like, "Oh, well geez, there was 1700 I feel bad for not knowing there were 1700 train derailments across I mean, the country." You know what? Could have been in our little town. You know what? The or, other the other 1700 train derailments were probably just a ticker on the bottom of the news line. If that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't get maybe they didn't get enough attention like this. Maybe right. they weren't carrying hazardous materials you know it have you ever seen the videos of the train yards i want to say in california maybe oakland i don't know where at but <laughs> people basically can hop on them when they're going by and they just start 
looting them, and it's basically just like this giant, like almost like landfill, yeah, yeah. crazy Mad Max Thunderdome wasteland. Right. But there'll be, you know, a box car with TVs, and TVs are getting taught. Like, yep. But that also gets on the tracks too, like stuff that they don't want, sure. or if it falls, sure. or gets. So there's all this weird stuff where you think, yeah. man, like, <clears throat> I don't know. It just it's 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 mind boggling. Yep. To destroy and, something that I don't know. In the shipping Not containers. Not saying that's all the reasons. Uh, you know what they're marking containers as? Uh, you know, semis driving down the road. You have these special markings. Oh yeah, you see them. And stay away with all the different chemicals and there's numbers associated and attached to those. And when they have the skull, a lot on of people it, are, are saying that away. they're being uh, pushed through as water containers, that they're non-toxic, non-chemical. So there's people on Twitter posting. Photos, videos what? of actual these D eighty five whatever the the code to super toxic chemicals being pushed through as essentially containing labeling it water. as water, so they don't have to go through all the bureaucratic red tape. When you're going through, you got to have all of these licenses, all of the, everything registered. Um, you it's know, like the stock the market proper, self-reporting. You know, so it's short position. You know, or to move stuff across the country is probably a big pain in the butt for these big companies it that are in this chemical be. industry. It should right. be right, and they're trying to put. So a lot of that kind of stuff because of this is starting to come out, which is just something you don't think about. I mean, you're driving down the road, you got your family, and then you're driving next to this semi truck trailer full of these, you know, these giant cylindrical. Uh, trailers with who knows what the hell's in those, man. You know, you you one of those goes down, and you're just so happen to right be there. Um, you might be in trouble. And it's they're telling you that it's supposed to be water in there. Um, you know that affects the ro- roots that they can take. Anyways, I don't want to go too far deep into this, but you know, <laughs> our you know we really really uh, feel terrible for everything that's happening Absolutely. in East Palestine and. Uh, I can't imagine if that was here and it even being close. You know, it's just like, yeah, yeah. You feel terrible for people because what are you supposed to do? Like, you know, where are they right. supposed to go? Yep. What if you don't have family somewhere else? What if you don't have the funds to relocate and stay in a hotel or move or get? It? It's yep. absurd. Like it's it's wild. I would be. I would be. I don't know what I would be. I think I'd be very upset and probably wouldn't know what to do. Right. Justin Lamb says uh, he listened to the. Uh, AI and Kill the Mockingbirds podcast. Oh, they wow. They were saying the same thing. Nice. Interesting. Trucks Jay were Lamb. Not, yeah, trucks were not labeled correctly. Um, so I know those boys follow Twitter and are definitely oh, yeah. tapped in as well. And, and um, Oh, yeah. You know, some of the Kill the Mockingbirds stuff has got some of this stuff on my radar, some right. of their posts. Right. And I started kind of digging in a little bit deeper. So appreciate the heck out of those guys. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we had a video that I was going to roll on uh, this video on Twitter, but we can move on. I think. You good? Um, yeah, I think we're good. I think most people have, um, you know, had their fair share. It's always good to shed light on this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but we just wanted to give you guys an update on everything happening here in Ohio, unfortunately. Yeah. Try um, to stay current with some things, especially things of that nature. Yep. Um, but yeah, other, outside of that. In? Yeah, we threw, we threw together some wild stuff Yeah, today. dude, for sure. I don't even really know where I came across some of this stuff, but um, this first article comes from uh, a substack written by Bruce Fenton. And if, you, if you're listening and don't know who Bruce Fenton is, you can listen to uh, Earth Ancients. I think he's still associated with that podcast. He's a pretty good researcher, yep. investigative journalist, etc. Um, but this story 
is kind of wild. So I just I came across it that I got to go over this. Um, so the title is, Is Extraterrestrial Technology Hidden in the Archaeological Records? And, really? Right. And so <clears throat> I, I kind of boiled the article down to just get to the meat and potatoes of it and kind of give you some scaffolding of, you know, why he believes this. So um, Bruce believes that the Aboriginal people of Australia are in possession of an ancient alien technology, basically. Right. Um, and I say basically because we'll, we'll get to the, the heart of it later on in this little article. But um, he takes this position based off an interview with Bob Lazar that occurred on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast on episode 1315. Familiar. Along with a story from Central Australia that comes from the, I'm going to have to try to say this name correctly, Arrente, A-R-R-E-R-N-T-E. All I can think is Arrente okay. people. So we'll talk about them later again. So we're all familiar with Bob Lazar, right, as far as his historical significance, UFO community at large, his kind of, you know, opening lid on Area 51 and and uh, George Knapp back in that day as well, um, kind of bringing ufology at large really to the forefront and, you know, got kind of wild from that point on. Right. Bob's had some credibility issues in the past, but what he's not has, you know, unwavering from his story, which we've kind of talked about before, is why we think he's kind of a more reliable witness and, and testimonial than most. Every year that goes by, Bob he's Lazar has something that he said in the 80s that is like, hold the oh, line. crap, yeah. Bob Lazar talked about that. Yeah, the hand scanner. The hand scanner's a big one. Yep. The yep. hand scanner's an odd one. And then all of a sudden, an image of that scanner pops up 20 years later. And he's like, yeah, that's what literally Bob Lazar talked about. Yep. Yeah. George Knapp, dude, he's way ahead. Like, Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp are just got to be in absolute heaven right now with this stuff. Yeah, they're they're actually it's funny we're gonna say get that. To that. Well, it's funny you say that because they're kind of heavily laced throughout this, yeah. um, even in later articles. But um, yeah. so um, the part of Bob's story that Bruce really kind of ties into um, is the part where um, Bob gives his opinion on how the alleged alien craft came into the military hands, right? Like the craft he was working oh, yeah, with at Area Biological UFO. I don't know if it was. It might have been biological. Not 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 so much what kind of craft it was, but how they got it, where they got it, when yeah. they got it, et cetera. It was an archaeological dig, right? Right. So um, Bob, in his you know account, says you know the the U.S. military didn't get it from Roswell or another you know story of a downed alien craft. Um, and then I took the actual quotes be, between Rogan and, and uh, Lazar from the episode, and so Joe says, have you ever asked anyone that has any inkling of any idea of where they got them or how they got them? So he's talking about UFOs and working at Area 51. Bob says, no, but um, something must have been said to me from Barry, and I don't know who Barry is, but I, it was just too long ago, and I, I can't remember what was said, but it just left a seed in my mind. I think at least one of them was part of an archaeological dig. So it's old. Something, at least one of them, is old. I don't know if it was the one I worked on, but I remember something to do with an archaeological dig. And wow. Rogan says, whoa. So Lazar is, you know, says, so, you know, that means it's ancient. And Rogan says, I'd make a great Spielberg movie. Um, and and what, what they go on to say is, yeah, that'd make a great discovery. And maybe that's where it came from. Where would this potential site be? They don't really go into it extrapolate on that what bruce does as he goes on through the article is he says okay we're going to take bob's part of the story and say 
the the craft is from an ancient site, and I'm going to go with that theory and kind of extrapolates out his own different story. So he doesn't really kind of keep dialing in on whether the craft of Bob Lazar. So the story kind of keeps going to where Bruce talks about, you know, different planets and different alien species and how they might connect and, and try to talk to us. He, he imagines a planet with purple kangaroos that have like two stars and these crystal towers that shoot messages in the sky. And then there's other civilizations that have built rockets and, you know, the one civilization he talks about, you know, he, he theorizes, okay, this is just a hypothesis and kind of a fantasy, but there's a civilization much like us. There's a crew, they get on the rocket, they blast off. The planet sees this happen, great. What they don't realize is the life support system in the rocket has failed. That planet doesn't realize that crew is just going off now and it's just kind of a, a dead cargo. But that, that ship is still carrying, right? So he starts imagining all these different things in different ways. And what they start to realize is, you know, we, we start thinking about how do we want to explore our solar system? How would you get there? Would you send people at first? And no, we send probes. And so other aliens or extraterrestrial civilizations or whatever you want to say probably send something of that nature. Now, maybe it's something we can't recognize. Maybe it just doesn't look like anything we would think it should look like. Um, but what he goes on to say is his most likely assumption of where he thinks anything like this could have happened is in Australia. Mm. And the reason that he says that is um, he says... Um, They're ancient people, man. Yeah. Like some of the genomes that are being looked at right now, the aboriginal oh. people of... they are Their people have been around for untold thousands of years. They're, they're widely considered one of the first people. They have the whole story of the dream time. Yeah, There was no existence or universe. That's I'm paraphrasing, tricky. and I don't know it down to the, you know, syllable, but... Yeah. Yeah, they, they have some really long-standing history with kind of having some, I won't say woo, but, you know, they have Didger a long... do alone yeah, is pretty wild. Like, the, the for them to invent such an incredible instrument, um, you know, that's probably been around for thousands of years. Right. Like Didger do. Right. Um, the devices and probes that he talks about are, come from a professor, and they're known as, like, um, Bracewell probes, basically. So that's kind of paraphrasing there again. Um, but I kind of just want to get to <laughs> Bruce's part where he talks about, um, yeah, here we go. So Bruce doesn't argue that there are, you know, alien probes that could possibly be out there. Um, but he takes it a step further. So he says, okay, I'm willing to go with you on, there could be alien probes that could be out there. The solar system as we know it, or, or galaxy, or I don't even know what it is. Is it the universe entirely is four and a half billion years old? Yeah. So in that timeline, we've been here very young. If there are probes, sure, they could have been sent out. They could have reached us when dinosaurs are here. They could have reached us at any point in time in his timeline, right? Mm -hmm. Given that there could have been civilizations for a billion years and sent it here and whatever. Mm -hmm. So he starts talking about it and he says, it is equally valid to consider the potential for some AI probes to be left on planetary surfaces. If an alien race wanted to leave open the potential for us to make contact with their sentinel, placing it at a ground level certainly makes it more accessible. It's possible that humans have already encountered a sentient alien probe and attained some level of contact. An obscure account of this event appears in the anthropological literature. So this comes from the story um, about this um, Aboriginal group in Australia. So the Turinga is a highly sacred object associated with the Arante people of Central Australia. 
Taboo exists around both physically handling and looking directly at these artifacts. Over the years, some have ended up on public display. They are typically smooth, carved oval stones a few inches long. Usually both sides of the Chiringa are engraved, most often with some combination of concentric circles and other geometric patterns. The Arrante's dreaming lore is very complex, but what can be reasonably summarized here is that the first Chiringa was left by powerful non-human entities in the distant creation time. These Alchiringa beings even had a role in the creation of humans and left behind the first Chiringa. This was no ordinary artifact. Actually, it was itself an Alchiringa being with an impermeable form that held a living repository of accessible knowledge. The Chiringa, possibly there was more than one, they say, was carefully stored in a remote cave. The only people that had access were fully initiated male elders, sorry. It was not touched or even looked directly upon by anyone but these guardians. People feared and respected the spirit of the Chiringa so much that they naturally kept their distance anyway. Over the millennia, copies were made, and these were considered just as sacred, um, sacred as the originals. Um, so this is where he starts talking about it. Like, So there's this story from this aboriginal tribe. It's a stone, but it's quoted as being a, it is a actual alchoringa or a essence of a, a, a being. I don't know how to put that any better. Right. In a stone or an artifact that, and I was saying to it's Kyle. It's holding like the consciousness of some. The living repository. Spirit, yeah. That might have the whole history of the entire. Maybe that was, uh, maybe that was like the beginning of like relics, like holy relics. You know, that religious people, they want to track down like a little piece of the cross. Right. You know, maybe it goes back to like a crystal, some technology that we don't understand. That's right. Yeah. Well, so I was thinking of, you know, even the uh, hey, Ronan Arts, what's Indiana up? Jones, uh, you know, latest movie with the crystal skull and yeah, that theory that they, you know, hold knowledge and are some kind of like data storage or, you know, uh, energy storage or something yeah. we don't even understand. Right. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's just like, what do we do with it? But Kyle and I were talking about it earlier and I was like, well, we've sent probes out that have, you know, the gold discs on them with Carl Sagan had inscribed. I don't even know what some songs and had like language and probably mathematics and just like some kind of form of like, we're sending this probe out anyway. If anybody mm-hmm. comes across it, maybe put a couple instructions on there yep. kind of references to like us. Right. What is a paracasal technology? I can't say that Ronan art. What is a paracasal technology? I'm butchering that paracasal. <laughs> I haven't, I've never heard of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's really the uh, the rest of it on that one. You know, Bruce kind of, I've listened to a lot of his work on Earth Ancients. So I know he's a pretty deep um, investigator. He sounds fairly skeptical most of the time, so it's yeah. just kind of really cool piece. Um, well, that's that cool. He can, tie, he can tie it into an actual uh, human culture right. with the aboriginals. And what a better culture that would actually have some sort of story or history than the aboriginals it's you know part of their it's i've heard that's the cultural side of that before of them kind of saying it like i paraphrased earlier there wasn't anything we like dreamt the world into consciousness mm-hmm. we dreamt everything into existence right the universe is mental everything was just a dream state earlier right it's right really it, 
It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, maybe I should dig more there. Um, I'd say no update you on that. Do the next one. Yeah, the next one we got is the, I think this is pronounced Mosul, the Mosul orb, and the U.S. silent Mosul. 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 Right. Yeah. The U.S. is silent on UFO filmed uh, by the military over Iraq. This was published on February 18th of this year um, by Chris Eberhardt. And, um, now, it was filmed in 2016, from what I understand. This happened in 2016. That could be. I was just saying this was just published but, this yeah, year. Yeah, they're talking about all this stuff that I like how it's uncovering well, it's starting stuff to pull from it the back. past. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. these big events happen. It's like, hey, hey, by the way, in 2016, we shot this. Right. We forgot to mention UAP. We had a whole bunch of these, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, you wanted to know about that. Well, guess what? Here you <laughs> go. Here's Jeremy Corbell. Yeah. So uh, in the article, they go on to say the mysterious object is believed to be the first military recorded UAP in a conflict zone that was released to the public. So the first time we're seeing a UFO slash UAP in a military setting, we don't have man, evidence of this before. Man, those colonels had to be freaking out. Right. And so they say it was a metallic looking orb that was filmed by a U.S. military spy plane in an active conflict zone. Department of Defense has declined to answer any questions about it. Not, not a shocker. Uh, the clip was recorded, as Mike's saying, uh, by the reconnaissance plane uh, going over Mosul, Iraq, in uh, April of 2016. And the image was released by Jeremy Corbell, as we talked about earlier, the investigative journalist and Clearly. documentary filmmaker, um, along with uh, George Knapp. Uh, Jeremy, interestingly enough, in the article, I say he was the f only civilian name during Congress's historic UAP hearing in May of 2022. Just last year. So that's pretty impressive. Um, the clip was actually released on the uh, weaponizedpodcast.com along with George Knapp, who George, again, tying back to Bob and then Bob and George, George and Jeremy and Bob getting the re original Skinwalker Ranch guy. Right, right. He was Colin the man. Kelleher. He was the man. In but the then Jeremy kind of, you know, the searched well, out he started Bob. bugging the hell out of George Knapp and Bob Lazar. Bob. He's one. He is what better guy because Jeremy, he yeah. does not lack enthusiasm no, dude. and no. he's a pit bull he yeah. wants to know go get it go get it thanks go get dude. it yeah i'm all about it i'm all about it and those guys make a great team george knapp and you got like the old school and the the, the new blood right um well that's that's passing you know that that's what we do but they're where they work together historically but passing that information on that apprenticeship maybe we don't even call it apprenticeship anymore right. but it's there definitely is a uh, oh, okay, pair casualty. Um, so, yeah, so if Jeremy and uh, George Knapp don't release this, we don't see this probably. It was, you know, um, obviously something that was not meant to get out to the public, but um, the issue at hand, they say, with this image is the possible scenarios involved that relate to the U.S. UFO or UAP um, being in an active conflict zone and um, the way that Corbell kind of puts it, he says, you know, as you know, we are shooting things down over the United States of America now without really identifying them before we shoot them down. Um, and also says, you know, if we don't know whose craft it is, maybe we get into crossfire situations, yeah. you know, and then you're getting into we shot you down accidentally trying to shoot that down because nobody knew who's. Hey, nuclear so, war right so, around the corner. It, yeah, it's 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 kind of like having a voyeur. When you don't really want one because nobody's like, hey, who knows that person? Mm -hmm. So maybe it's throwing a wrinkle it's in the military ours. complex. I don't know. But um, th there was a quote from Biden um, who said the origins of the three objects are still unknown. He also added and uh, stated that he believed they were not um, most likely from 
Uh, sorry, said they were most likely from private entities not related to China or other surveillance Boom. operations. The private entities getting thing, pushed hard. You're starting to see that, dude. Yeah. And what did we talk about? We talked about these big government contractors, all the whispers of breakaway technology and stuff they've been developing forever. Right. Since probably during World War II with Operation Paperclip and all the other shady stuff we were doing, taking, you know, scientists and bringing them on board and developing right. NASA and everything else. Right. So, if you know, these companies just continue to keep developing more and more technology. It's probably private entities, private corporations up there. It could be. I mean, it definitely could be. Look at Bob Bigelow. Maybe he made them. Right. Absolutely. I mean, to the start. I'm not Academy. saying he did, but there, there's a lot of people that could be putting a balloon up. Hell, Hobby Lobby apparently put well, one of them up. Well, they're not balloons, right? I, everybody keeps saying balloon. They're not the balloons. One, the one the I Chinese think, balloon was a that was a balloon. I thought Hobby Lobby confirmed the one. I swear. I saw an article about them saying, yeah, one of those one of those was ours with a ham radio. But the other ones were big payloads or bigger payloads. Yeah, the octagon-shaped one, the capsule-shaped right. one. Anyways, continue. Right, right. <laughs> um, uh, so this part I thought it was interesting, too, is um, Department of Defense spokesperson Susan Goff declined to answer several questions from Fox News when reached by phone on Wednesday. She said, quote, we have... Nothing further to say. We will not be discussing intelligence-related matters. So, Oh, and by the way, they haven't been able to recover any of the uh, debris at all in all three sites. Yeah. Just so happens that, sorry, unrecoverable, all three sites. You know they've recovered. I mean, we saw those weird videos of that basically looks like a flying saucer being truckloaded out. You know, on a semi. Yeah. There's a lot of strange videos like that out there. Right. Well, at the end of this one, they do say um, about the um, objects that were shot down, they said they were, you know, substantially different in size from the Chinese spy balloon. One was shaped more closely to a balloon-like object, and the other two were the size of an ATV. That's pretty big. Yeah. ATV's not tiny, unless you have a really small... There it is. There's a photo. The muscle orb. I, I mean, and that's a satellite image, correct? No, or the orb was that's just being flown over. I thought captured, isn't it? And no, no, it's a spy plane. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was a spy plane. Yeah, I don't know if there's a video associated with it. I, they they no, said something not. like there's a four second clip, and I'm like, are really going to get that much out of four second clip? Unless you saw it just like speed off in real time, I don't know. So we're seeing more balloons, right? The, again, there was one off the coast of Hawaii, I guess, recently now, too. Mm -hmm. Now we have even more credible video or photographs coming out from uh, our own government, albeit they didn't want it out. Why now? What, why now? What's happening? Well, they're not talking about anything anymore, so... I, that's what I'm saying. Everybody's yeah, it's like... it's all real hush-hush. Like, we know boom, where boom, 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 and now it's like, oh, there's Go nothing. get it. Right. It's not, we haven't recovered anything. It's impossible. We're up in Michigan. The weather is it. not permitting. I'm like, you guys have bases in Antarctica and in the Arctic. Go get some Carhartts and some Patagonia gear and get your butt up there. Get yourself a toboggan. And, and go recover some craft but of course, we know that the, the bring a stick of butter have been recovered. Put a waffle in your back pocket and get going. Yeah, 
It's man warmers. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Maybe I would probably put a double pair of socks on. <sighs> Just one pair honest. of nice wool socks. There you go. Uh, but yeah, so that's the um, the muscle orb Jim. story, yep, which Jim again I thought Bill. was really cool. Killing it. Yeah. This uh, next article is uh, a stoner edition, the wizard. And um, this one actually comes from The Guardian, and this is uh, by Toby Thomas. What a great alliterative name. On the 17th of this uh, fine month, so just a few days ago. And uh, the headline reads pretty wild. Discovery of 4,500-year-old palace in Iraq may hold key to ancient civilization. Um, Sumerian Lord Palace of the Kings found an archaeological collaboration with the British Museum. So uh, in the article, it states, it has been described by the director of the British Museum as one of the most fascinating sites he has ever visited. But the archaeologist who led the discovery of the lost Sumerian temple in the ancient city of Gursu has said he was accused of making it up and wasting funding. Where have we heard that before? Hear that quite often before it becomes fact. You get a lot of uh, detractors and naysayers because maybe he's rewriting history a little bit. So Dr. Sebastian Ray led the project that discovered the 4,500-year-old palace in modern-day Iraq, thought to hold the key to more information about one of the first known civilizations. The Lord Palace of the Kings of the ancient Sumerian city Gursu, now located in Tello, southern Iraq, was discovered during fieldwork last year. Alongside the ancient city, more than 200 cuneiform tablets were discovered, containing administrative records of the ancient city. So... This reminds me of when I took classes a couple summers ago studying about Greek history and, you know, this kind of fits along with archaeological digs and those sites as well. You find most often the first things they were cataloging were things they needed. How right. much How much grain do we have? How much this? How, how much time do we have? You know, that was one of the first things we kind of became obsessed with when we could really control food and not have to hunt or gather, but yep. we could control our own crops. So I thought that was interesting. Um, Ray also said that when he first brought up the project at international conferences, no one believed him. Everyone basically told me, oh, no, you're making it up. You're wasting your time. You're wasting British Museum UK government funding. That's what they were telling me, he said. So just a little food for thought, all the detractors who are telling you you're crazy. Well, there's an agenda there. Maybe they're telling you that because they don't get you, and maybe you're just running out ahead of them, you know? That doesn't um, fit the paradigm, so. Yeah, yeah. you know, a lot it's of easy people. To call people crazy and nuts and pseudoscientists, um, you know. There are people that discover things, and there are other people that hear about things that other people discover. Mm -hmm. If yeah. we didn't have somebody out there going and making discoveries, we wouldn't figure anything and out. And then 20 years later, it comes out that it's, they were right the whole time. Right, and we need to be better about recognizing that and using the scientific method like we've always been taught of if somebody brings something to you and you can duplicate the results, guess what? That proves it. Mm -hmm. So if he's offering you geological studies or if he's offering you uh, archaeological pieces that you could then date in time, and you know, it's not hard to figure it out. So how, how you get detractors like that, it's like, yeah, I, it'd be a lot of work yep. to try to fool people today. It's a lot. It, yeah, people. It'd be a lot. They're still trying real hard, well, real hard. Um, 
So, goes on to say, Gersu, one of the earliest known cities in the history of humankind, was built by the ancient Sumerians, who between 3500 and, I don't want to say 200, 2000 BC invented writing, built the first cities, and created the first codes of law. The ancient city was first discovered 140 years ago, but the site has been the target of looting and illegal excavations. Yeah. Um, Tomb robbers. Yeah. Um, but they did know about the city before they found it. It was in inscriptions. Mm-hmm. So there again. Like Troy. We can take historical text and we can say, you know, I know there's a lot of talk about Atlantis right it's now. It's a fable. Rishat structure. And yeah. Is it Rishat or Rikot? Rikot. I think so. I've heard Rikot. it both ways, I feel like. Yeah. Like Bruschetta and Bruschetta. That's literally. <laughs> I'm a Bruschetta guy. Bruschetta is the real way to say is it. Is it? Well, yeah. I'm saying it wrong. It's messed up. And I'm not I know. changing it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm bruschetta till I die. I, tomato, tomato, but hey, bro, bra, you know, <laughs> bro. Um, <laughs> so they, they they said you know we knew about it from inscriptions. Um, the Sumerians inhabited the ancient eastern Mediterranean region of Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia, and were responsible for many technological advancements, including measurements of time as well as writing. Um, most of the article after that is just kind of a summary of the Sumerian culture and history itself. So. I'm not going to detract into that too much. Um, I just, you know, again, I keep thinking this well, we're going to drop this bucket one week into the Strange Happenings articles and nothing's going to come up. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, I feel like right. the guy from Jaws where I'm like, we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus when he sees yeah. Jaws. Oh, right. Yeah, we That's can only cover five articles on a, in an hour time and hey <laughs> necro says i, I know I did you see I that gonna, I was is that real rocks. necro or are you just messing with me just a bb i mean it looks like that could be i mean it's something uh, that but somebody only, just shoots to but the I only mean, but the only thing is a spy plane doesn't fly low unless yeah, it's they're like up there usually they're way up there like you well, two spy he, plane used to fly they're on a small plane yeah. it's like just, just kidding just oh. kidding. <laughs> It had me going for a minute there. I was like, geez. Who knows, though? I mean, if they're going to fake, it's part of Blue Beam. It's a BB. I believe it. Hey, there's Rolo. Rolo's. Oh, we forgot to tell everybody. Oh. Rolo's got a lower third. Yeah. Strange dog. <laughs> Sleepy dog. Strange Jesus. dog. And, you know, best dog in the whole world. Doesn't do a whole lot. It's not going to be the best security force in the home. He licks the mailman, the FedEx guy, the UPS guy. I've never had a dog wow. that literally loves everybody. Your dog, your dog. Some is are the used to yin to my yang. Want to kill the the postal worker and Same the FedEx. Dog. I shouldn't say that. It's probably well, not kill, but well, yeah, just protect the home. Yeah, she wanted to like just the hair on the back of her neck would stand up. She'd hear that UPS truck go by and just this dog. Don't do nothing. Just bark when someone comes up on the front porch or something. At least, dude. Bozo. That's what my dad calls him. Bozo. That's so funny. How do you train your dog to bark? Would you I, just? I'd say make a like a yip or something. You when need I to know get one somebody's of the, on our property. You need to get him one of those sound pads. Yeah. Where like, have you seen these? The dog can step on a clip. button and it'll be like food. There we go. Water. Yeah. Just teach him. Just have a sound pad button that like when the mailman's there, it'll be like he steps on it and it'll bark and it'll come across the speaker. Like he won't bark, but right. he'll. I need to get a robo dog, man in the clouds. That's right. There you go. I just need a robo dog to, and program it. Exactly. 
All right, we're getting way off track. You got something uh, left with this this article? Go a little deeper. Not really. Okay. Not really. But yeah, you know, we had a comment about the you know Anunnaki Palace. You know, that is the origins of the Anunnaki. We talk about Enlil, Anki. Um, you know, the, the these civilizations just just kind of pop up. You know, just kind of pop up with bringers of knowledge and 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 these long kings lists and. Um, you know, we're going to continue to keep building on this story. Um, and it's going to be like a flood where the information that's coming out is just yeah. too hard. It's going to be too hard to hold back. The dam's going to break. And you think so? I think in about 10 years, we're going to have a lot better understanding of. Can I just say, I always thought on the X-Files, Scully and Mulder mm-hmm. would get there. Yeah. I don't ever really feel like they got there. Well, because then the episodes would have to end and there'd be no show. No, it ended. It ended, but it leaves the mystery open. That's what I'm saying. For another to bring back. Uh, they did. They did do a season a couple of years ago. Yeah, like a six season yeah. or a six episode season. Right. Big fan. But what I'm saying is, I don't know that we're ever going to know. I hate to say that. Well, we're going to have a better understanding. I feel like a Browns what I'm fan saying waiting is on a Super Bowl appearance. The, the things right now that they're Not really they trying to no, they have back there. Yeah. In, in terms of timelines. Right. I think all that's going to start just. Come on, dude. Seriously, you can't continue this narrative of everything we found out in 1840 is still, you know, what we know about Egypt. A lot of this information is from the 1800s that they're teaching in universities. Right. It's the first initial archaeological discoveries of these guys that didn't have high-end laser technology to scan geograph- uh, geometry, or we've been talking about AI, artificial intelligence, scanning cutiform tablets in the past. Uh, LIDAR that are discovering Mayan kingdoms all over the Guatemalan jungle. It's like, dude, the technology is not going to be able to hold what's really, at least in... It will look back and be like, boy, that was a joke they were trying to hold all this stuff back. Do you think we're going to look what back? What a and joke. You think we'll feel like we're living in the 1800s right now? I uh, I mean, I think every generation kind of goes through that. I mean, in a correlatory know? way of like looking at now versus if we go from horses to cars right. and then people go from cars to UFO spaceships, like we literally get spaceships and we become interplanetary intergalactic. Right. Like, that is, like, looking at us right now, yeah. like, we are in the 1800s, if not further back. In terms of consciousness evolution, we're in the dark Everything, like, still. intelligence Everything. level elevation, like... Yeah, I mean, we're smart, but we're, we're intelligent, and we know how to make really cool stuff with technology, with what we, our technology is, electronics, um, microchips, yeah. that vein of technology not necessarily like what amel's talking about and what vj talks about sound vibrational uh technology i think there are people that and what, probably you know randall carlson's getting a lot of crap right now because this episode didn't air on joe rogan right. a lot of the stuff that he's been he kind of dropped that people are like what's going on with this episode why didn't it come out why is rogan holding it back um, did did Randall align himself with some folks that might be feeding him a, feeding him a line of bull i don't really know um, you know, but it's, it was all about this, like they're saying this technology right. of an advanced, like Bruce Fenton's talking about, you know, this technology that I think we will actually rediscover. Well, we did hear some wild, wild stuff during 
the Iraq Afghanistan war of like yeah. finding stargates or finding the museums crashed UFO. I mean, yeah. on some very fringy websites. So I would not take this <laughs> yeah. gospel by any means. And that was, but, that was early two thousands websites too. But one of well, the things disclose.tv was a good one, you know, and this is going to sound really stupid, but everybody, not everybody, but if you've seen the movie, the men in black okay. and when Will Smith buys the newspapers, or not Will Smith, but Tommy Lee Jones buys like the Inquirer and all these stupid, you know, publications that are all, all, all just a joke, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Mad magazine. But then almost. it all ends up being real. My husband's skin was taken by, and he's like, right there. And he's like, what the heck? He's like, these are the hot papers. He's like, you know, yeah. a lot of that stuff is kind of right there in front of you, but people don't believe it type thing. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody came out and said it. We're programmed not to. But that's why I say, like, seeing some of these obscure sites that then later on you read something by Bruce where he's put together a couple more pieces of the puzzle and then you take some professors and theorists that, you know, hey, if we were to send a probe, how would we go about it? You know, we. Well, remember that uh, really interesting binary code image that we had sent out there in a signal and then all of a sudden there's a crop circle that appeared with the, a different binary code answering the question that we asked and then had uh, basically like an emoji of an alien where we had an emoji of a human being. What? Um, yeah, I don't know if we could. It's, it's whatever. But, Sweet Jesus. Um, but we project, we transmitted that uh, binary code out yeah. into the universe for years and years and years. I don't know how, how long. And then this crop circle shows up and it's that image in binary code printed so there into you go. the crop circle from the probes right it, the alien probe is like hey AI we got probe. your message yep we cut it into your well that's wheat what or grays are grays i think grays are drones of some kind that's a very biological drones very they have real, no genitals possibly. they have no mouth they have no reason to communicate eat i mean they're skinny as hell look like they ain't had a <laughs> slice of bacon ever in their whole life Big giant eyes, huge brains, slice of bacon. You know, no reason to Maybe go to it's pound not kosher. town. I don't know because they're just made in a lab. Jesus, you know, alien pound town. <laughs> okay, we've digressed. That's not real. We've there is no pound town because over the, over the line, Walter. Yeah, it's true. That's they're true. Created probably you know in some kind of a you know giant. Uh, laboratory, laboratory or laboratory. something. Yeah, like Matrix style. Anyways, back on track. Here okay, we here we go. Sorry about that. Uh, I don't know if this is the last one. I think it might be, though. Um, let me look at the last one. Uh, that's probably... Keanu? Yeah, this is it. Um, Keanu Reeves, deep fake digital face edits, artificial intelligence are a system of control and manipulation. This comes, uh, comes from Breitbart. And uh, Alana... Mm, Mastrangelo. I can't say that very well. February 16th. So I'm going to summarize this article as well. But basically, uh, Keanu Reeves says uh, deepfake digital face edits are scary and confirmed that his film contracts ban digital edits to his acting. Quote, it's a system of control and manipulation, the actor said of AI technology. Um, and his basic frustration, he said, boils down to you lose your agency. When you give a performance in a film, you know you're going to be edited, but you're not anticipating it. You know, or, but you're not participating in that. If you go into deep fake land, it has none of your points of view. Mm -hmm. So basically, um, what happened was he was on a film in the 90s and they added a tear to his face in the edit. Because he 
couldn't cry? Or they just thought it would be better. They thought it would come in the scene. Yeah. Wow. And he was just what like, was that like Point Break or something? I don't know, but he basically said, "I don't even have to be here." Right. And that's kind of what I'm taking from all of this is like, you know, he he kind of goes into. We're not going to know what's real or not real to a certain sense. We have, you know, AI music being made in the style of Nirvana already. You know, we have digital art. And um, he says there's a corporatocracy behind it. Yeah. It, and it uh, that looks uh, that's looking to control those things. Basically, even the Indiana Jones movie with Harrison Ford that's going to come out. Like the way they digitize them now and like can overlay it's even better than it used to be so they're getting better and better and better and better right like they took uh what's his name ahmad rashad the oh other yeah day. In, in this video i don't know who the uh, tech company was presenting it but basically they scanned ahmad rashad and then they were like which player do you want to be on the court and it was a real nba game and then they took ahmad rashad and they put him over the nba player and it literally looked like ahmad rashad was out there in a pair of jeans and like a track jacket like duncan like, just slamming it home. Like, that's what he's talking about with that AI. And then it also goes to the whole conspiracy of the Matrix in general and are we in a computer simulation? Like, you know, what is actually going on at that level? We have a bunch of mathematicians and scientists and physicists and a bunch of really smart people that sit there and go, we're not really sure if we're really here or if we're just experiencing it and, you know, it's a simulation. Right. And that's... I don't know, maybe that comes from that whole thought of, like, once we start to actually have that, even from the movie itself, like, I would have never thought that way before. Would you? No. I mean, we read the holographic universe after The Matrix came out, right? Correct. We read the Michael Correct. Talbot's The Holograph. That's what Correct. really got me started thinking in those That's what jump-started ways everything. Of, it really did, yeah. In Michael Talbot, The Holographic Universe, it's, it's a very... Uh, it's worthwhile read. It's got... Woo, but it's also I don't know how to describe to that book. It talks about the um that's the first time we heard about uh the thought crystals and the Japanese research uh, that was done with uh, Dr. Miyamoto. Yeah. And where they put a glass of water and you would uh walk by it these group of people and you would read love, you would read peace, you would read uh, all these different things, and you would have like "I hate you," and it would have all these horrible words and curse words, and then they would look at this crystalline structure of the water, and it would be ugly and murky on the one that said "I hate you," and then so I don't know if any of that was actually ever real though. The intention, you yeah, mean from what the bleep type uh, thing. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean that. Sure, with Talbot's books, some of that could have been woo. For certain. Um, I mean, he talks about a lot of different cases. But that opened up our, our doors big time. Well, that had everything in that book. Yeah, that, that had book. time slips of people walking along and then yep. stepping into, like, Victorian times and, like, Marie Antoinette and all this weird stuff happening. That, yep. Where am I? What just happened? Like, a rift. Yeah. Or he had a lot of, you know, uh, near-death experiences where patient, you know, for all intents and purposes, dies on the table and their spirit is floating out of their body. And they're seeing Not just that. The one lady floated out of her body, a floor up in the hospital, and when she was floating, she floated out of the hospital. Mm -hmm. But as she's, like, floating out, she's looking behind this radiator and sees this shoe. Yeah. So she's sucked back into her body. And then she comes awake and she's like freaking out, like, you know, gets back to her room and she's stable. And she tells her nurse or whoever it was that was taking care of her. She was like, go upstairs, 
go to this room that is just above mine or over here wherever because they you know coding a patient in the room is not uncommon right um go upstairs go behind this radiator and see if there's a shoe back there like i need to know if i'm crazy if this really happened what have you and sure enough when they went up there right there's that shoe yeah like that kind of stuff right Robert Bigelow again. I'll bring him back up. He is very interested in this phenomena. He has offered up million dollar prizes yep, for have. essays yep. on the best proof of a, a near death experience or an NDE. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, in the holographic universe, it's just and just the way that they talk about the the mind and the brain and how do things work and a hologram. The concept is a piece fractal. of the picture yeah. contains the whole picture. Right. And a bunch of little fractals make up. And now we're we're understanding. And it goes into the we and we are a piece uh, of the yeah. picture. And then the whole statement the other week I said of like, we have DMT to be world. here to view the universe to give it existence. Mm-hmm. In a way, that might sound conceited, but maybe not humans, but something And that's what has a, to be a lot of people experience when they do DMT and some of those psychedelics is that fractalization of, you know, essentially blasting apart where you really do you see that um these tiny little pieces make up the whole but they're all representative and part of the same thing you're kind of seeing the matrix it's at that little level, right it's like shards of glass right i don't know so you have the the hologram is like a sheet of it's like a mirror or um and then once you break up that mirror and you shatter it yeah you're still seeing yourself in each piece of, oh, of, I see of, the, of the reflection okay. back to you. So, um, you brought some holocaust with you. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't appreciate it, but it, Mikey's been crushing it lately there going into the chats. We appreciate it, Gypsy <laughs> Jenny. Hey, Gypsy Jenny, what's happening? I love the name, and she did the Spock. Yes. Live long Dig and it. prosper. Yeah. The hollow cult. What a what a great bunch of people those folks are. Necro's first Inquirer cover I saw <laughs> was a baby born with antlers. <laughs> Dude, I remember those going to the uh in the checkout line of Always. The, the grocery store with your mom when you're a little kid, like trying to get that Snickers bar, <laughs> oh, looking yeah. at weird, like, you know, had a Bigfoot as a baby or whatever the headline was. There was a um, lot of Stoner's stuff dad, peace to yes. you as well, sir. Love it. Um, but you know, some hollow cult folks, I do apologize for cursing the other night on the hollow hollow skies call-in show i was a bit fired up said a lot of inappropriate words so if there's anybody that's um we don't do that on here but i was i was a little upset and a bit fired up that night when i called in so um you sound like bill o'reilly i was just ranting i got I was just, <laughs> and I said, wow, that was, uh, um, but that was fun. We had a good it. time. Um, I couldn't get the number. couldn't call into the number. Um, it was busy the one time, and then they were, you know, it's like, call back, call back, or Kyle, call him back. And then I finally got through, and we had a nice chat. But mainly it was me just ranting about. Um, but, hey, I wanted to actually, if we have time, cover do it. this maybe we do we don't have to watch the video but i wanted to just bring up uh elijah schaefer this this twitter feed that i found you know it appears that three months ago getting back to uh east oh, palestine yeah yeah i totally spaced on this but um this is good you know sorry three circle. months ago basically they had a pilot program to respond to emergency situations they gave digital ids for free they just love those digital ids don't they who doesn't love, love a digital ID? Digital you get IDs. one, I get one. To, hey, we're just going to track everything. 
All your biorhythms. It's great data. Well, that's a little wonderful than data. Digital ID, right? Um, well, it, it and it tracks is that what it does? health problems. Oh, geez. like difficulty breathing is one of them. Let's just huh. watch that video, Kyle. I'm giving you a hard, hard roll on that. Columbia County coverage now and. East Palestine is known as the place to be. It's way ahead of the curve on a program to provide oh, better treatment for anyone in the event of an emergency. I learned how it works and how it could help everyone in East Palestine. Get out. This is real. My ID provides quick medical information for emergency responders. Darlene Chapman is the outreach coordinator for this project, and she's an EMT. If they're in a situation where they can't tell us or they don't have any family around, this is something that would make my life easier. My ID works by taking a camera phone and pointing it at a QR code. It provides yeah. valuable Ow. medical information such as allergies, ago. breathing difficulties, or other conditions so you get proper treatment and care. If anybody sees the QR code, you're, this, you'll be able to scan this and get the information. So it's, it helps that person, not necessarily just here, Shocked. but anywhere in the nation. There are a few options for my ID. A bracelet, key fob, necklace, or attachment on your watch band. Oh, it's so cute. You can choose the one which fits your lifestyle best. <laughs> That's up to you. Orders will start in January. The fire department has already collected $5,000 in donations to help. That's our ultimate goal. We want to be able to China give loves digital IDs for too. free to the citizens I love and provide it. them with that extra CCP. layer of care so that we can better treat them. The offer includes Unity I'm Township, shocked. which is served by the East Palestine Fire Department. These items cost around $20 each. You can even buy it for yourself. The fire department is hoping you'll be willing to wear it. My goal is to have 100% of our residents and the citizens we serve in the township uh, Three months ago. to have one of these and be working with them to make sure that we can treat them better and provide the best service that we can. All right. That, There's a three-year plan mean, to get my ID going across the village and make it available to all 4,700 residents. Okay, I thought he was going to say the U.S. Jehoshaphat. Pretty fat. strange that East Palestine was one of the places, and I wanted to bring up uh, Ronin Arts and Music. I did. Oh, that yeah. was one of the things that oh, yeah. I wanted to bring up that I forgot to. Thank you for reminding me. Ronin's the on CDC it. CDC has changed the toxicology profile of vinyl chloride from 100 ppm, which I don't know what that Parts is. Parts per milligram? Parts per, per million, probably. Per million, To yeah. uh, 100,000. <laughs> parts per million. Is that 100,000 or a million? BP How many did zeros a similar is that? That's thing. a million. Uh, okay. Okay. That's a million, isn't it? I need zero count. I can't see that far. Is that That's six 100, or five? That's 100,000. Okay, sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Um, and I remember reading that earlier. So, yeah, the exposure mm. level, which is just raising the ceiling for, and that's why the EPA is like, hey, nothing, everything's good to go. Let's return everything back to normal. Meanwhile, it's not. Now, similar thing was done. It reminds me of BP, the big oil spill in the Gulf. Um, funny story about that. We're heading to Bonnaroo. Oh. <laughs> and we drove all the way through the night and we're trying to get there in the morning so we could cuz back then the lines were super super long on the highway to get into the festival and so our buddy was like in full protest when the BP oil spill happened and the only gas station was BP oh god he's like i ain't going to BP so great go ahead never gets gas who uh, well, so tell me later we- <laughs> We get in this long line, and we're there hours on the highway. He's like, bro, I need gas. Like, there's no way I'm going to make it. So we totally lost our friend getting into Rue that year. He was literally on the other side of the festival. 
Um, luckily, we did camping only, but totally just lost. He had to go go and get gas all because of BP that well, summer. Well, you got to um, stand your ground sometimes, but Walter. But BP did the same thing. They, Palmer, they you are. raised definitely. I'm starting to get uncalm right now talking <laughs> about this stuff. I feel like I'm going to start dropping the F-bomb again. Um, oh. But this is what they do. They they. <laughs> This is what they do. They they raise the bar. They move. They move the bar. You know what I mean. This move is the now. Goalpost, yeah. This is now acceptable. Yeah. Um, John Thorne is a bruschetta guy as well. Hey, that's cool. Hey, hey dude, not trying to knock it. No, not at get all. inky. I love the love the comments oh. right now. Um. So what I was gonna say uh-huh. is I don't believe that video is real. I, I'm not saying it's not real. What I'm saying is I can't believe it's real. That three months ago they were trying to get these. Let's say health bans, these digital IDs that monitor your breathing. I'm saying this right now. That's like going to the canary in the coal mine if it was like Tweety Bird and saying like, hey, buddy, you just stay down here. That's bringing the coal mine to the canary, sir. Well, it is. But what I'm saying is somebody comes up into Columbus here and starts putting out a citywide effort or a, you know, whatever uh, county you live in effort of we're going to I'm moving. Right. That's like just announcing we're coming to mess you up. Right. In hindsight. Right. Now that that's happened. Well, here's the thing, and we talked a little bit about this. Isn't it funny that Three Mile Island, the story about Three Mile Island, there was a movie done about Three Mile Island right. having a nuclear meltdown right. and a, 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 a something happening to Three Mile Island. There's a film made... The year that that happened, right before, and it came out in theaters like a month before. I mean, these coincidences are just unbelievable. And you know, Can they're we call running them coincidences they're running anymore. Tests, you know, uh, whatever disaster it is, it always seems like there's some military exercise happening just right around the corner. Hey, we're all here. Just so happens we're running this exercise. I don't know. I don't want to get too far into the conspiracy rabbit hole, but. We were running an exercise around the Nord Stream pipeline. Boom. We were running an exercise. You know, close encounters of the third kind. You remember that film? What they try to do to detract people from going to Devil's Tower is they start spraying chemicals. And I think they throw out like a couple, like not a couple, but like they throw diseased animals all over the roads and stuff. And they tell everybody the air is unclean. And Richard Dreyfuss and that blonde lady are both wearing the gas gas mask. I'm trying to say face mask, gas mask. We were just talking about this, Ronan. Oh, yeah, white noise. White yeah. noise. We were just yeah. talking about the same exact thing. And I, don't, I haven't watched white noise. You said you watched it. I watched part of it. You I watched didn't watch the whole it? thing, but I caught yeah. the idea of it. And then when I saw the references, like, yeah. What was the idea again? Just to refresh like my I said, memory. basically the same thing. What he's saying. I can't read. Train derailment. Toxic, a toxic train derailment in Ohio. That right, is the premise. right. Oh, dude, I need to watch that. White noise, this gas. Uh-huh, this... uh-huh, like a white fog. Yeah. Chickens, foxes, fish. How mad would you be? I mean, but you're helpless. What do you do? You can join a class action lawsuit, That's a, but no I one's we, being held accountable. But I think we what, said it last week. What we don't know order, what to do to help, but if we can help in any way, let us know. If anybody from that area, we're just trying to raise trying some to awareness help support it, and and these guys are whatever on whatever we can chat. do to support it. Um, we really appreciate you guys, you know, informing us too, sending us links. Um, you know, this uh, psychedelic bodegas sent me some stuff here recently. 
been uh, keeping up to date. We've been listening to other shows, Kill the Mockingbirds. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, uh, they've had some uh, – those guys have been on the East Palestine. Uh, so, you know, everybody's kind of – it's on the radar. Doing their part. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, those guys are from Ohio. So um, much love to all those folks down there. And uh, Absolutely. And it's on a positive note. I think we had a good show. Is, it, is that all the articles we're looking at? Do we have yeah. any more? That's, no, that's it. That's all of them? That's it. The, the I mean, we're <clears throat> we're at an hour. That's pretty good. I we mean, are at an hour. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, we carried it along. That's why I said the, the first article was pretty deep and had a lot yeah. in it. So I was trying not to get... And I'm too glad, many. I'm glad I remembered that uh, that uh, strange program <laughs> with the digital IDs and oh uh, oh oh, which oh. Yeah. got us into um, the white noise and and all these things. So we literally just were talking about this earlier today. So we appreciate. I just that. can't fathom it. I still can't fathom it. It's and it's gonna get. <laughs> the thing is, is it's like anything else. It's just gonna go away. Unfortunately, you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean. You right know, under the rug, just sweep her away. Right. It's kind of like Ukraine. You know, it goes away. It comes back when there's something big. Um, but these kind of things, it's, it'll just go away, unfortunately. It's called Duckworth. Um, Have them take yeah. care of it. But Actually, know, that'd be Mrs. Beakley. She was the housekeeper. But, you know, it just reminds me a lot. And I the, I ranted about uh, this a little bit on the Hollow Skies Night Shift uh, episode. But, you know, our friend... Uh, got me on a documentary in s- southern Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, it was originally the Pike County, uh, Piketon murders, uh, where the family was uh, murdered execution style. And then as this documentary filmmaker that hired me to help out with some <coughs> camera stuff, um, as she was kind of digging into this this town and Waverly in the county, uh, uncovers essentially a plan to convert the plutonium factory that produced all the plutonium for the Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombs, yeah, which was in operation for a long time. The plant's now been defunct for a long time. Okay. But their plan was to uh, create a toxic waste dump at hey. the site of the plutonium factory because the walls, the bricks, the wiring, everything is irradiated. So it's, it's a dead zone. Uh, this area has... Tons of ancient earthworks and mounds and tons of history. Uh, it's right there on the Sayota River. Of course, there's River. nothing there. That's why. And it's protecting a lot of the stuff that they were trying to do, which I, I can share a little bit. Um, but, you know, as we were down there, uh, eventually, like I said, it went from this, this murder mystery into just shady shit that was going on down right. there. And you had government agencies of Ohio, corporations working together to hand in hand, essentially try to get this project, huge construction project, turning this plant into a toxic waste dump. The, the folks that live in that county and town were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're doing what now? Right? We're we're gonna we already have huge high cancer rates down there. Um, you know, I, I mentioned in in the Hollow Sky show that." They have uh, the subway there. Right next to it is the Plutonium Factory Workers Medical Facility. It's a clinic that the plutonium industry pays for because everybody's got cancer. Oh, God. And so instead of them needing insurance and all this health care, they literally pay for it all from this clinic right there. And this this factory has been closed forever, dude. You know, there's a high school 
stud quarterback, <laughs> went to go on to play college within his first year, <coughs> died of a really rare bone cancer. He lived less than a mile from the plutonium. Fa- so it's bad enough this plutonium factory is there, and these folks are— Might as well just dump it all there. Well, that's where the, the heroin and the pills were hit really, really hard in that area. Maybe that's another— Ohio. So it's just— Maybe that's another try to those, get them out of there. It's the arc of Appalachia. It's— just, Kill them with opioids or irradiate them until they're glowing. Well, and it, 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 it's just, you know, the agencies, and I said something along the lines of it's kind of like a Stranger Things situation where, sure, you know, you have these these kind of secretive, like, sure. you think um, environmental protection. Well, they're there to protect the environment. Well, not necessarily. Those company, those organizations, a lot of times are there to facilitate and I won't say cover up, but allow things to bureaucratically move when you have something like a plutonium factory somebody being turned into you, a toxic waste. Somebody dump. slips you a little happen. bit of somebody slips you a little bit of money. Well let's talk a lot of money, right? Well, somebody slips you that and then you go Bingo. And cool, we and, can sign off here. Right. And so the surveys that they did with so if the yeah. bedrock had too many cracks in it, of course, well, yeah. that irradiated material is gonna leak down into the bed, into the bedrock, through the cracks, into what? The water system, the Scioto, the Ohio, the Mississippi, down into the Gulf, where the entire water system of the eastern co- east coast and south uh, of the United States is now irradiated water because of this plutonium factory and what toxic do waste dump what do they care? here in Ohio. What do they care? So it's like, oh, they no, there's the cracks. They're not that bad, actually. Yeah, it's totally safe. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We should get a second opinion, yeah? And like, no, 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 don't worry about it. I have all these town hall meetings. I'm sitting there shooting all this stuff. You know, guys coming up to me. Uh, kind of pushing their way in, trying to get information. Really weird situations, just like the people that were surrounding all that. Yeah. Um, you could feel the weirdness. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Um, and <laughs> so the second opinion, they paid this company to survey the bedrock again. It's like, whoa, are you kidding me? Not only are there thousands of cracks in the bedrock, but in no way, shape, or form is this safe at all, 100%. All of this irradiated material is going to end up in the water, is going to end up in the rivers and in the water tables. And so I don't know where this all left off. This was a few years back. Um, but, you know, she went down there trying to cover this murder. And it just uncovers so many other things. It's always about money. And I think a big reason why the plutonium factory ended up not getting uh, put in is because right on that property and around the surrounding areas, they found really ancient uh, geometric earthworks that were astronomically aligned that were very special. So um, there's kind of like this archaeological protection that they are using to be able to keep that a safe keep, space, keep this thing from not this Hopefully. project from not getting done. So this is what we're dealing with here in Ohio. Maybe with, that's what happened to the like, ancients. Bro. You know, maybe the ancients did the same thing. They had all these sweet they temples and themselves. pyramids and did the same thing. Like, right. Just, I, I don't know. over people, man. I mean, it's just bizarre. It's really bizarre. But the money talks, man. Yep. Money talks. We appreciate the heck out of all you guys in the chat. This has been really fun. Sorry, I just went on another rant there. Get at it. But uh, it's just something I haven't, uh, you know, really expressed uh, 
publicly about some of that stuff. Yeah. You know, when we do shoots, you, you meet some really interesting people. Yeah. Uh, kind of help project some things for you. Yeah. Connect the dots. And so when all this came up, uh, you know, it just flooded back to that time when we were working on this documentary. It's just like, boom, here we go again. Yeah. Uh, but it's like deja vu. Right. So what we all covered today, we covered, oh, you know what? Yeah, go for it. We can end up, uh, we can talk about this weekend. We have something kind of big happening this weekend. There you go. Yeah, you want to talk, we can talk you about that. You go for it. Uh, so we have Joel Thomas from Kill the Mockingbirds on. We'll be streaming this Saturday. We're still working out the times, but you guys will uh, know all of that. We're super excited. I talked to Joel on the phone last week a bit, trying to get kind of prepped, see what we want to all chat about. And Joel's got some big news that he's going to share with us. Oh, cool. And if he hasn't shared it publicly, uh, keep an ear out. Uh, we'd love to have you guys on. It's going to be Saturday evening, more Saturday night. It's a little bit and, of a curveball, but he's going to be in studio as well. I was just going to say. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, thanks for reminding me because we are having Joel, and we've been doing uh, a lot of great virtual guests. We had Hollow Sky, Appalachian Intelligence. Uh, we've had VJ, Amel. Um, we're going to get back to, I think Tom might have been, Tom or Ross might have been the last. Tom's the last in person. Tom was the last in-person guest. Tom's okay, definitely great. last in-person. So we're going to have a blast. We're going to have a heck of a time. <coughs> Joel's a super I think interesting dude. I think it's good it's going to be Saturday night. Yeah. I might sleep on the couch. We're going to get loose. Down here. Or, have a or on the we're beanbag get loose. chair. Yep. I don't know if I'll make it home. But uh, we'll be looking forward to that, and hopefully you guys join us. Um, but as always, like the video. Hit subscribe. Most of you guys are subscribed. Absolutely. Those of you listening, we appreciate the heck out of you. We do. Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you're listening. Uh, again, please rate us uh, five stars or bust. Yeah. Leave a um, review. And you can follow us all of our social medias at The Strange Road. Bub's on Twitter at The Strange Road. He handles our Twitter account. And guess what? We've got a brand new TikTok account, everybody. We do. And the Wizard Stoner has put his... Uh, mental force behind our twitter account and we've getting we're getting some traction yeah i think we've got i don't know how many videos six or seven but i think we broke two thousand views i think his tick already i think his tiktok account came with like a wiccan guide to like <laughs> turning your tiktok into fire overnight right now, he was like do you want to race to a thousand on twitter and i was like hell no oh dude like man i'm i'm it's gonna scorch you i'm hoeing a deep row here i'm not like getting very far and i'm not that's not what it's about well at a certain level you do kind of want to see that people are getting your message did you that just it's say weight. hoeing a deep row yeah it's a hard that's row to hoe great great line yeah have you ever heard that one it's a tough row to hoe I've, I've heard it and just not the way that you that you said <laughs> it kind of hurt my head a little bit it's like dude, just, god but yeah, okay, uh, add that. To you know me. what else I was gonna say? Yeah, crazy milestone. Mm-hmm. The five thousand download episode mark. I We're think is close gonna fall to five, this month. Five thousand downloads all time. If now we, we did about forty five hundred the last two and a half months. Yeah, we've gone from zero <laughs> to like five hundred the first two years and about yeah. forty five hundred the last two months. So we look like um, uh, Poe and Kung Fu Panda with the rocket chair. We just <laughs> lit it and first we slammed into the wall and then went straight up and then straight down and then say so, you know. It's fun to see it. It's again, I say it a lot because I'm looking at numbers a lot and I know that I wear you out with it sometimes. <laughs> but um to me that's just that's the way you see growth and you know, looking at it at a microscopic level or at a macroscopic level, you can see different things and it's it's just fun. 
And again, it's always encouraging that we do have an audience that we're very appreciative of, that you guys do come in here, you yes. interact, you throw us a bone with, hey, check out this article, yeah. look into this person, Love it. check out this YouTube channel, listen to this podcast. You know, when we get time to do all that, we really do, and we appreciate it. Got a question? Where can we yeah. buy a hoodie? That is coming. That's very, a great we're working question. On that. Um, these were the kind ask. of a test before uh, yeah. CryptidCon. We got a bunch of these, and honestly, we handed most of them out and the yeah. hats. But these um, were kind of the trial runs. Yeah, here. and I didn't care for. Although I wasn't totally sold on the way they turned out. Um, yeah. But we've got some some things cooking with some merch yeah. and uh, some hats, hoodies, T-shirts, stickers. We're gonna yep. do a reorder on some stickers, but. Um, when those come out, those links, I think we'll be able to put them on our Instagram and socials, so you'll be able to get yes. to our actual items that we're going to have up and available with the Strange Lo- Strange Road logo. Yep. And um, Kyle and I were playing around with it the other night, um, looking at some designs. It looks really it's cool. It's fun. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, we're excited about it because I want, I want one, too. Yeah, I want a I w- hat. I want a shirt. I want a hoodie. Some zip-ups, yep. some designs. Yep. I need some swag. And how about... Did we? Were you going to say, or were we going to talk about it later? What? The the. There is no later. Well, or you mean off air? Huh? Oh yes. Yeah. So we are going to be at Frogman Fest uh, coming up, and the, actually that reminded me as well of something else. Yeah. Uh, Frogman Fest is right around the corner. We're going to be helping Jeff and the the fellas, uh, Jeff and John, with uh, some AV work. So we'll be out there. If you guys are out there, come hit us up. Come say hi. Uh, we're not exactly sure where we're going to be, um, but if you guys are going to Frogman Fest, come say hi. Come say hi. We're going to be out there chilling, helping with some visuals, some audio. Yep. And, um, you know, I think once we get it dialed in, we'll be able to kind of hang out and uh, chat with some people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I know there was one other thing that's slipping my mind that we have coming up here shortly. Um, maybe that will remind me. Yeah. Well, we'll put it in the next episode. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I know what it was. Go ahead. So the DVDs. Go ahead. So we did the uh, Serpent Mount Impact Crater Tour DVD with Thomas Johnson. It's up on our YouTube channel. The uh, collector's DVDs are up, uh, are at for sale right now. Go ahead. At... Uh, the House of Fake Ops, Alternate Universe House of Fake Ops Rock Shop. Uh, you guys can find that in uh, the uh, description of Tom's video, the mini documentary. Yeah. You can find the address. If you guys want to take a trip to Serpent Mound, go see those guys. They have an event coming up, the Spring uh, Equinox event. Right. Uh, go check out the Facebook group. Grab Serpent a copy Mound, of Star, that DVD. Star Knowledge. Um, you could grab a copy of the DVD out at their event. Um, head to the Rock Shop if you're in the Serpent Mountain area or want to go to Serpent Mountain. It's a great spot. Tom will tell you all the cool places to go. Grab yourself a collector's DVD. We'll probably have a few copies out at uh, Frogman Fest. So yeah. if anybody's interested for those, uh, with those, we'll have some with us. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, but nice collector's DVD, yeah. 25 minutes, 20 minutes, somewhere around there. Yep. With edit. Yep. That's great. Cool. And yeah, I'm glad you re- reminded me of that. And absolutely, we got to talk about the DVD. Yeah. And um, so till Saturday. Yep. Till our next live stream, we'll still have an episode coming out Thursday. This and yep. then Saturday do the live stream. Yep. And we're trying to work out something with Da Roberts. Uh, yeah. And uh, come on, Da's Ex Machina podcast. That would be so much fun. Trying to work that out. So That'd if you great. have any Da fans, 
look out for the strange road DA's awesome. coming on DA's show. Yeah. We had him on one of the very first best ones. Yes. Yeah. I think DA's the heavyweight champion of the world. He is. In, in, in the rankings. Strange road. <laughs> he is. By all numerical Much love stature. to DA. Um, we're signing off. What do you say, Bob? Any last words? I'm hungry. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm hungry. Let's go eat. You guys go eat. Um, we had a blast. This was a great one. Take All care, All you guys everybody. in the chat, take care. Peace.